नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंशऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यबोडि समप्रभा निर्विघ्नं गुरुमे देव सर्वकार्येषु सर्वद शंकरं शंकराचार्यं केशवं बादरायणं सूत्रभाषिकतौ वन्दे भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिदेत विभागिने व्योमवत्व्याप्तदेहाय श्री दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः ओम ओमिंद्रियाकुरागरणमस्तुराकू तदात्मनिरते यपनिषत्सु धर्मा ते मयि सू ते मयि सू ब्रह्म starting with the words speech mind then sankalpa chitta dhyanam vijnanam balam annam apaha teja we have completed up to the 11 steps stages of the process of meditation now today the first one which we are going to take is the akasha and that will be the last of the physical things which we can conceive mentally cognize or appreciate and everything beyond which it is all transcendental in nature so the words which are going to be used after akasha will be applicable only to the transcendental realm do not even consider equating them to our transactional world so keeping that in mind let us proceed to the to the the mantra which is under 12 akasho vava tejaso bhuyan akashe vai surya chandra masabhu vidyut nakshatrani chagni akeshana ahoyanti ahoyati akeshana shrunodi akashena pradishrunodi akasho ramate आकाशे नरमते आकाशे जायत आकाशम अभिजायत आकाशम उपासस्वा इति तो सनत कुमार सेस द स्पेस कैन नॉट बी अप्रिशिएटेड एंड मेडिटेटेड अपॉन अनलेस वी नो व्हाट इज स्पेस and we have a concept of space even though we do not know what space is it's more of a conceptual like time space and time but we say that it's a measure of primary element that is necessary for our existence only if space is there anything can appear in that one so from that point of view of existential 
point of view, what we see space is purely from our experiential point of view, not from the elemental point of view. Now, here is a transition or crossover when we have to take and understand that what is happening when you do a meditation, Akasha Brahmetyupasa. To meditate upon Akasha as Brahm, we need to have the concept of Akasha as the largest which we know in our, our known realm of experience and everything. There would be no objects at all if there is no space, that is for sure. And if there are no space, we will know there will not be any 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 experience or any transactional experience also. We do not even come into existence in we, we cannot say that we exist unless we see we say that we exist. Space is in which we exist. So with respect to all the objects, space is the substratum on which these things are happening. So all those things which we attribute in our transactional world has the dependency on the space. In And everything which is appearing is coming from the space as if they are appearing in the space. The soul, we can say that space is the cause for objects assuming name and form. There won't be any material or any object unless there is the space for there where it appears and then we give a name and a form to it. So space has to be taken as the cause and the appearance of the objects, including our appearance in the special, in the experiential thing, that we form the cause and effect relationship with the space. And this effect cannot be produced unless the space is there prior to the materials which are appearing. Even the trees, plants, etc., or the stars, the moon, the sun, everything, all these things are appearing in the space. So, the last conceivable object, even though we cannot experience object of space, but we can say that it is a conceivable object in our realm of knowledge which we call it as space, because space as self cannot be defined by, you know, uh, any of our sensory organs. It is more or less now we have left our external sensory organs and we have now attained our mental level and an idea of space. And that is taken as the highest physical object available. So Narada, you take this Akasha as the object of meditation and this unbound space or unlimited space should be the last object which you can meditate upon from the physical objects which you can conceive of it. 
and if we can expand our mind to that if you can in the meditation expand your mind as much as the the spread or the reach of the space is concerned so much will be your power so much will be your capacity to know and so much will be your luminosity because everything appears in the space so illumined by the space the luminosity or your your presence all those things can be expanded if you meditate upon the space as the atma just as the sun is in the sun you know illumines objects in the space so too the consciousness in us when we conceive the space when you do the brahma tivasa brahma is atmatnya satyatnyanam anandam so there the consciousness of brahman when will be the illuminating thing what is in the space so whether it is illumined by light or not the consciousness will be able to illumine the objects in the space and as long as there is space so much will be your success and therefore you meditate upon space as the ultimate as the unlimited space as the equivalent to brahma and this is the last of the objective meditation which i can recommend to you narada says this is a great thing i cannot think of anything greater than space so let me meditate upon the thing but bhagavan is there anything something superior to space so sarat kumara says yes there is something superior to space definitely space is i told you it is the it is a, the last of the objective world which you know but there is something superior to the space which we can say that is the is prior to the space so the words now one words which the upanishad is using is typical upanishadic language which we should not equate with our our mundane or transactional world so the word here used is smara smara bhava akashad bhuya ಸ್ಮರಿ smruti smradatu but here it is not talking about memory it is talking about the self awareness or the self consciousness as the object of meditation smaram upasasva now this self existence which is which you should we should not take it as a memory because if you consider our experiences 
before we experience phase we were in our deep sleep where we did not have even the experience of the space we did not know anything of the individuality or anything at that state but there is an awareness or a self consciousness which was present which you cannot deny that i did not exist this aspect of experience which is not transactional in nature because that is not available once we wake up where the space comes and the rest of the world is experience so our consciousness of our own existence is prior to the operation of our consciousness becoming a no becoming the effect which recognizes even the presence of the space and placing us also inside it so space is presented i mean placed outside outside in of the consciousness and then physically we are placed inside the consciousness so the physical body comes into the space but the space is prior to prior to the space is our self consciousness from where the space comes into acknowledgement or our witnessing or our knowledge so our consciousness of is still prior to be the determining factor before we enter into the vast space time and the objects teja apa vayu all those things which we have been discussing till now it doesn't mean a, a type of memory because if it is memory it has to be recollection in the sense that we should be remembering that as something experienced in space and time but when the space and time is not there that memory cannot be called as a memory that is why the word smara is used in the upanishad to indicate to the transcendental stage where we have now left our physicality with the space and the related to the space and world but even finer and the transcendental stage where we do not even have the instruments of cognition to you know indicate it but at the same time when we meditate upon that we can arrive at that stage that what was that before the space came into existence is very clear when we analyze that with our deep sleep before the world came into existence in the waking dream and waking and the dream we were in a state of consciousness which we call it as self consciousness for the purpose of explanation but there is no self there but we know that after that only the world has come this self existence we can say self consciousness or self existence are identical because we cannot say existence was it existence or was it consciousness what is that is meant is by explained used by the word smara in this operation that definitely that is superior to 
the space which we have now experiencing in the waking world jagrat swapna sushupti avastha is being declared from the waking point of view so we we try to include the sushupti also part of our experiential bodily experience but it is not there because we don't experience our body we don't experience anything of related to the space time or fire water or any of those things even from some that point of view so no function of any kind of thing is worthwhile possible if this self consciousness is not understood properly we are not even aware that this self consciousness the importance of it we we decry it or we you know we diminish it to as a state of uselessness deep sleep in our transactions but that is not the case only when there is a manifestation of this self existence or self consciousness the i hood the individuality arises from that and then the rest of the knowledge of relational to the i and the world because both the world came in from into the space the i individuality the i hood also or the iness also came into that space only on account of this self consciousness all our activities in our life whatever may be that once we wake up we do not correlate that prior to that is the self consciousness which is the reason why all the activities are in the world are happening if that is not the will there will not be any world of experiences nor the akasha vayu teja apa none of them will be coming come into existence so yah smaram brahmetyupaste yavat smarasya gatam tatra asya yatav kamacharo bhavati yah smaram brahmetyupaste asti bhagava smarad bhuya iti smaradva bhuya asti iti tanme bhagavan bhavidi so the same question keeps on asking the very superior type of meditation which we consider as meditation on the self object of meditation so that famous mantra from sheda uh, shotar upanishad which i always quote is that you know trishudamasu yad bhogyam bhokta bhogashta yad bhavet tebyo vilakshana sachi chinmatroham sadashiva trishudamasu in the three states of experiences the waking dream and deep sleep there are three aspects of the subject object and the relationship between them that is there in all the three the subject the object and that even in the deep sleep from the point of view of the waking not from the absolute point of view from the waking point of view there is a deep sleeper enjoying the deep sleep so deep sleep is the object and deep sleeper one who sleeps is the subject and the relation between them is the deep sleep enjoyment and this is the definition of the waker but from the point of view of the deep sleep he is neither enjoying it nor knowing it or anything there is nothing that it is a self existence awareness self consciousness of self existence there is no experience because there is vishesha vijnana abhava there is nothing specific apart from that to for itself to experience so there is this is that so one who meditates on this manner on the supreme consciousness to him 
perception of every kind of object including the space and everything included in the space becomes an extent of extreme awareness the person who masters this upasana or this meditation or contemplation on that self awareness he is potentially embodiment of self awareness because he identifies himself with the self consciousness and this is the turning point in meditation because normally what we have meditation is there is an object for meditation and we are the subject which is meditating upon the object and always that dichotomy of between the subject and the object is part of the meditation but here is a state of meditation which is being recommended by this upanishad where it is not calling for any subjective objective type of meditation but it's a meditation on the self existence the relationship between the consciousness and the existence of that consciousness there is no separateness so what happens is that here is the cause on which you are meditating upon from where even the space is appearing subsequent to that because we need to be self conscious or self existent even to acknowledge that space exists so as much as we are able to identify with that self consciousness self existence self consciousness vaster and illuminating nature of the self consciousness will be such that anything which appears in the space which is a product of that or a effect of the consciousness is known or will be illumined by that consciousness there will be vastness to the individual who meditates upon self consciousness not only from the reach of the objects but also of the knowledge of the object in both this put together he is almost a sarvatnya it is a higher level of knowledge which ordinary human beings can never even think about it. because we are all always have objective knowledge only independent of object we cannot even know, know what is knowing or all knowledge so what happens is that the existence and its methodology of operation of the existence as a consciousness is unique when it comes to this level of self consciousness self existence and who one who masters on this meditation has achieved his achievement is the greatest so narad kumara says that self consciousness is superior to everything that he has told till now therefore meditate upon this self consciousness to know everything which is much more than all the degree of list of degrees which you have shown to me it is much more than that because you cannot imagine anything outside space whereas this is this one which you are going to meditate is prior to even the space coming into existence it is the existence prior to the existence of the space so and it is self consciousness therefore it has the potency to 
make anything appear in the consciousness also known to you so please meditate upon the this mara or this what you call what is called the self conscious or self existent the word used is mara not memory please understand that's why i didn't want to use the word memory at all in this place even though the traditional translation will translate it as memory but that is not the meaning it has to be taken here here is the awareness of the self consciousness and which is the self existence itself prior to the you know coming of the space into knowledge or existence so narada is there anything superior to this mara what you are saying sir if you if it is there please instruct me to it so sanat kumara says that yes there is something superior to the smara which i have been telling to you it is called aasha no aasha is what normally in in our transactional world we consider it as a hope but this being the transcendental nature of the subject which we are discussing the word hope should not be used here here also the word meaning is different it is an aspiration for transcendence now what is this aspiration which we are talking about it is that aspiration which is present in every atom because of which the hope or the aspiration with which we are all living see when we are when we are all experiencing life we are not aware of this aspiration which is there in all of us which is the which is the prime mover because of which we are doing activity because we do not know the self consciousness and the self superior to self consciousness there is this aspiration which is the reason why when we all come into lower levels of creation we are disconnected from this finer world or transcendental world yet we are not able to give answers why it is happening why life is happening what is the purpose of my life who am i all these questions when it appears is the indication that the aspiration is present even then but the aspiration which we take in the transactional world is always in relation with the objective world therefore we are not able to understand what is the transcendental experience of the aspiration of the self transcendent nature of our own nature this is the what we call it as aspiration and our very existence is depend upon this because we we have motivation expectation and we never say tomorrow is not going to come there is an expectancy that tomorrow will be there and our all our activity is to expand in space and to transcend time 
this desire to expand in space and transcend time is the aspiration which is predominantly as a seed present in us before our own self-consciousness or self-existence came into being. Because all our activity, even today, if we look at into, into the activity, why do we aggrandize and acquire things? Because there is a sense of lack in our being. We are not full and free for ourselves. So there is a demand for space to be acquired, either by way of house, property, land, or police, or if it is a ruling of country, power, etc is coming from the foolish belief that we are limited individual. But that limited individual feeling is happening because we do not know our real nature, which is the, the that very existence from where the entire space has been created. So the presence of the space and the objects calls for a prior condition of our own existence and we do not realize that the entire objects of the space and the world which is run, we are transacting in the world is a product of our own existence which is being now transferred as the space and the objects and it is uh, that aspiration which created the value so in the Taitri Upanishad it is said, Etasmat Atmana Akasha Sambhuta. Akasha Vayu Vayu Ragni Agne Rabaha Adhatadibi Pratibi Aushadayo Aushadaibyo Annam Annat Purusha Purusha Anna Rasamayaha and all the uh, every creation is step by step explained because Atmana Akasha Sambhuta. This self-consciousness is from where the Akasha has Sambhuda, means Akasha was born. But even before that self-consciousness which projects the Akasha, there should be a desire or an aspiration in the self-consciousness to project the Akasha. That is what is called Asha here. That self-aspiration or the desire or the, you know, the intent or volition for the self-consciousness to project itself as the space and the objects in the multitude in the world outside is due to the this aspect of asha present in the subtler condition than the self-consciousness self-existence prior to self-consciousness is this state of asha and this is, is present even when the creation has happened because whatever may be the subsequent causes which are effects which are being produced the first cause itself is the one there in the second as a product the second product if it produces something further the effect of the first cause present in the second product added by that will be the third product so like that the the continuity of the Primordial causes will be always present in every atom of the creation. But we are unable to see because we are all using only 
a limited sense organs and the mind to know things only if you can meditate on the transcendental aspects of the self existence and self consciousness and transcend yourself to that vastness of subtlety or the subtleness the sushmatvam which is anoraniya and mahatomahiya so that is why it is said that it is the subtlest of the subtle and the grossest of the grosses because the grosses comes from the subtle so the subtle is present in the gross so same way this asha is present in the self existence and from the self existence when the akasha and the rest of the things are produced if this asha is present in that that is the reason why we are always hopeful of tomorrow and we are always hopeful of you know having enjoyment or happiness in this in our life so narada is still again asking is there anything something greater than so before that so yasham brahmyatyupasthade asha asya sarva kama samruddhyan medha asya shishyo bhavati yavad ashaya gatam tatra asya katav kamacharo bhavati asham brahmyatyupasla so sanat kumar says that asha is the reason why you are able to achieve everything in the life if that desire is there you will not be even motivated to do anything in your life and achieve that but that asha what you are presenting the life is not seen because that is a transcendental nature the hidden nature is present in every atom because of which we are all being prompted for you know knowing who we are or our own nature and the the mis information that who we are we do not know therefore we think only if we expand in space and time we will be full but we are full even otherwise our very nature is full in nature but but associating with the physical body we feel that we are limited and that is why we have always this limitation and the bodily in the located in the space every feeling is coming even though the winter space and the pro, uh, objects of the space is a aftermath of our own desire which projected the akasha and the rest of the thing so is there anything something greater than asha now comes to the the very 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 ultimate aspect of sanat kumaras you know meditational explanation here onwards the meditation aspect is not given much importance but more on the on the on the knowing part of the knowledge part is what is being important this thing so what is greater than this asha or this aspiration for which which we all have become what we are प्राणो वा आशया भूयान यथा वरा नाभर्णे सर्वर्पितचार्यण prana what is mentioned here is not the vital air 
here the meaning of the prana should be taken as the principle of life itself that is why when we say that somebody is dead we say there is no prana in there because life is what is called the prana but nobody can understand what the life is we utter the word life in our very normal transactional world without explanation or knowing what is this life we carry on with our daily life thinking activity is life but activity is a fallout of the physicality unless life is there the activity cannot happen so the inscrutability or the subtleness of life can never be known by seeing what life is or what activity is it is not a breathing process or the self consciousness awareness which is there in us it is subtler than the self consciousness subtler than this the aspiration with which the self consciousness produces the space etc it is subtler than that this it is a juncture where we are going beyond the border lines of intellectual comprehension of what transcendental and beyond is we cannot say that we know what life is what we call it as life in the some of the animate things like animals human beings etc etc we are calling it as a life because we are seeing some movement or some reaction to our impulses and that we call it as life but that is not life that is an activity of the body but the life or the prana what is being referred here is the area where the infinite transcends itself into a finite expression the moment it becomes a finite expression what can be seen is only activity but we do not see what life is the life is in the fine infinite region when it you know percolates or projects through the process of smara and uh, you know the consciousness and the akash etc into the world or thing this infinite aspect of life is percolated and we see them as activity of the physical beings or the matter it is inscrutable in nature in its original nature you cannot say whether it is a individual life or whether it's a universal life no the life has no individuality nor universality it is beyond the individuality and universality it is the it is the most superior thing which can be brought under the realm of words what we call reality of life is is what we see is not what we call it as a activity of life is not what is life is 
we need to transcend our being because in life there is not even the beingness is not experienced it is prior superior to that it is so so inscrutable or so subtle that you cannot say that there is a beingness in life or there is consciousness in life it is it is the land where human mentation cannot cross over to experience anything so this aspect which is expressed as life by this upanishad is beyond all things superior to that all that has been told till now that is what sanat kumara says and it is the hub for like a wheel and a hub where everything every atom of expression of the world is linked to like the the wheel the the rim is linked to the center of the hub of the wheel above nabi so this example is used by the upanishad many places like the the hub and the wheel and the the, the rib the ribs of the wheel you know which links between the exterior to the center same way the expression of life which is being now seen as the atoms and objects and the world outside even though is seen external to the visual organs or the sensory organs outside they are connected with a invisible link to this principle of life which cannot be seen and this is the reason when we say minus life if we do not say that there is no life in that when we say that it can never be a situation yet what we identify and we do mistake is that when there is no activity we say the person is dead but when the same person is alive you will say he is my father my sister my teacher or my brother whatever may be that all those definitions are given because we value life we give respect to life we are not referring to their body as life no but there is something in that body with which we call it as father or mother or brother or teacher or some friend whatever may be that and when we are respecting them speak about speak to them we speak with reverence respect because we we feel that there is life in them and we are experiencing that but when it is withdrawn when that life aspect is withdrawn from that the importance which we give to the same physical material or matter in the world is a different nature we are ready to bury it or burn it or you know do whatever it is that if it is an animal we are ready to cut and eat it all those things are being done when there is no life in it imagine the chicken kept in your plate it starts start laying eggs or start making sound or the goat or the beef starts making sound and crying you will not eat it because you will not be able to even look at it the food as eatable thing 
same way the relatives or the father brother mother or anybody who is there when they interacting with you the moment is dead the life is not seen in them we are ready to treat it as a, any other you know piece of material to bury it or burn it or whatever may be required so there is this reverence to the life knowingly or unknowingly but we do not know what life is this aspect of life is the borderland bird between the what you call the mentation men with the mentally which we can see and it is that which is there in the transcendental world beyond the mental faculty also so we will not be able to know what life is unless we know something superior to life is so what narada is asking here is what is superior to life before that the sanat kumara says the greatest knowledge is the knowledge of life itself not merely knowing the sense of object of sense and seeing the life pulsating in the object you do not understand that this is this is life the life is something which we cannot understand with our normal method of thinking so whoever sees this reality of life in itself as it is is a person who transcends all that knowledge of the life is beyond all sense organs and sense objects it has to be comprehended as the being in you as the being in everything and that aspect is what is called knowing that aspect is what is called the truth the truth of life is different from life itself so what has to be understood is that why how do we understand and know the truth has to have a level which is not the truth which we have in our transactional level it is not a mere pursuit of truth that we are referring to here as a knowledge but the truth itself that has become one with the knowledge there is no difference between the knowledge and the truth with which the life can be understood to know life what is life we have to know what is the truth and the truth and knowledge are not true it is something which is inseparable and such a person who possesses that true knowledge is a person who is called an adivadi 
a, a, a transcendent speech or knowledge which is pregnant with the truth and you know it it has the truthfulness as its being and such a person with that knowledge when he speaks it materializes as life and this truth or reality of all things is is in that knowledge of the truth on a person who is now endowed with the knowledge of life and the knowledge of the truth what happens is that when such person when we speak such a person when of that nature who understood the truth and their life or the truth truth with that the truthfulness of the knowledge it is language which is not mundane in nature what such a person talks will be very difficult for ordinary people to understand so they will say the person listening will say no i don't understand what you are saying yes here is the truth the truth with which i have known the life and the knowledge of the life is the reason why i am talking from this point of view i am talking from that level you may not understand that unless you graduate from the limited body self which you are thinking right now it is not the realm of understanding of the individual level at the body level one who has transcended the individuality beyond the space the conscious being of the individual being and beyond the aspiration all those things only such a person who will land in the transcendental world which is beyond the border lines of creation and before creation so the upanishad is very 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 blunt in this say that what we are now going to talk from now onwards is adivada adivada means it is a superior teaching or a knowledge which is being experienced only if you can transcend beyond the limitations of the individuality to know that you have to go through this stages which we have been discussing about and only when you come to the levels of transcendent level when you cross over the border line from the creation to the the area before creation you will know what we are talking about and it is not for the sensation or perception mentation etc which is there in our normal transactional world which will be able to grasp this that is why you are saying you are not able to understand it at this stage narada is unable to speak because neither sanat kumara is telling brahmetyupasa he never said life to meditate upon life to meditate upon the truth or meditate upon the this asha and all this so narada is now bewildered and wandered and unable to speak and holding his you know is being his he is as if he is in a trance 
what he doesn't know know what he is hearing from the great master so sanat kumara has to break the silence so that narada is taken up to come to the reality what he is being told because the tendency for us to transcend into a state of transcendence when we hear such things are very very common but unless the full advice is understood listened and heard properly the master's job is not to allow the student or the disciple to go to that level of transcendence so sanat kumara here again says that you should know this when you are hearing from this the silence is deafening and maybe not you are not able to know what i am talking about so please listen to me carefully that time narada shakes up and asks me please let me know if there is something more than this what you are talking about the truth and that life and truth is and he has a desire to know more so to explain this transcendental speech sanat kumara doesn't give the next stage he says that yeshatu va adivadiya satyena divadati toham bhagava satyena divati iti satyam tu eva vijitnyasasva satyam bhagavo vijatnyasasai now the truth the transcendental speech or adivadi is an expression of the transcendental knowledge and the transcendent knowledge is that knowledge which is identical with the transcendental truth so these are all in the realms of the transcendental nature we i'll not be able to complete this one so i'm not going to enter into this subject of transcendental speech and transcendental knowledge and transcendental truth all these three are together to be taken up that itself needs a and half half an hour explanation so i will take this in the next class on wednesday from the 15th onwards we will go through again we are now in a realm where ordinary transcendent ordinary words of the mundane world has to be abandoned the meaning of that upanishadic words are very specific in nature and that has to be understood as it is and once we know that the instructions and that the ultimate what narada was asking tarati shokam atmavit that state of knower of the self can be known only if you know all these stages so we will take up this study further in the coming class next week wednesday i'm stopping here purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vasishyate 
शांति 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 हरि श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि थैंक यू धन्यवाद थैंक यू बिंदो जी द एंटायर सेशन वॉज truly felt by me as transcendental and perhaps that was the effect intended by the upanishad karas just by listening to the master one can reach that state of mind where the transcendental experience would take place i really do not know what further stages that you would introduce us i felt for a while for a very short time that it was a journey beyond the worldly limits of our poor minds but i couldn't understand as you as it is very well said it is beyond the understanding it is an experiential thing and even beyond experiences everything so we felt something today and it was i dare say that it was transcendental thank you very much bindoji in fact i could i noted down all those things what is that existential thing and uh, you said the self existence and the aspiration and other things whether it is possible for our poor minds to at least to repeat those words and re, uh, remember those stages uh, if at all we meditate upon it and it's a fantastic thing today it's a new experience all together thank you very much bindu ji thank you ganesh shiva you had a question in the beginning of the class itself you can go ahead and ask ah guru pranam bindu ji pranam Minuji, one question I had was, uh, how do we differentiate between the cause and the effect? Are we the cause or are we the effect? You know, the sense that uh, from whatever I have learned from my childhood, I can probably be the cause to build the effect, right? So I can be like the, you know, the contribution towards the larger cause. But how do we position ourselves, right? Uh, and and I am glad that I heard the whole narrative of what you said. So, especially focused on you know, uh, I know you spoke about a certain Upanishad, but uh, what I want to understand is if we are the material part of it or are we the result part of it, right? I'll give you an example, right? If you can, if you are not part of the end outcome, then you're not part of it. So. are we the the gold which is part of the jewelry or the bangle like if you take the gold out of the jewelry or bangle then there is no jewelry right so are we the cause or are we the effect how do we position ourselves and what does the upanishad you know tell us you know what what is the right way of to live, live up to it that was my question thank you yes you the feeling where is a cause and effect is a phenomenon of our waking world of experiences as you rightly said the gold 
if it is taken out of the ornament the ornament is not there but our feeling that cause gold is a cause ornament is an effect is coming from a factor that we give separate existence to the effect when it changes name and form the gold when it changed its name and form without changing its originality or its own nature we called it as an ornament same with the mud and mud pot ocean and the wave uh, you have in, in n number of examples for that so we have a feeling that there is a cause and effect that is a idea of the mind which not able to connect between the two and therefore creating a dichotomy that has cause and effect really speaking there is no cause and effect there is only one thing the same thing appears it is only gold itself is the reality gold is that gold what is called the ornament also but the name and form the ornament takes makes us feel that it is an effect or a effect of a cause which is a gold this aspect should be analyzed whether there everything which you say that you look into is that the cause itself is the effect but we call it as cause and effect due to our transactional requirement not because it has ideally gone through any change the wave has not separated any time from the ocean can we say wave is a effect and ocean is a cause yes we will say that when we see the wave as separate from a name and form from the ocean but we know that without the ocean the wave has no existence so that which cannot have an existence without the prior to one can there be a separatedness between the two no our way of looking at is the one which is making it different so same is the case with all our experiences of the world we are superimposing ideas for the transactional purpose and then we create that which is as a world that is it well guru ji you know uh, let me uh, ask a deeper question i as a employer or you know somebody who is giving livelihood to people right and them as employee right what kind of relationship should we have like am i the cause for them or are they the effect for me right is more around understanding human relationships uh, which is really important in this day and age but the larger uh, piece of the question is right how do we support each other because i may support them at some point of time i may not be in a position to support them i'm a, i'm talking as an employer right or i'm talking as an employee working for an organization so what should be the right perspective uh not in a realized state but in a state where we are supposed to support our family and friends you know you are your questions are valid and very valid from the point of view of transaction fortunately we are discussing esoterical aspect of the truth of life in this kind of rooms when we are discussing upanishad and all it is not about 
the employer employee husband wife or mother father father son etc these are all transactional reality and which are covered in the dharma granthas or smriti granthas whereas upanishads are talking about the fundamental reality what is that with which we are able to see what is that with which mind is functioning what is that truth with which i am knowing and what is my knowledge what is my process of knowing these are the subjects which we discuss in this room normally what your question is i am not saying it's invalid or is not uh, required but that is more addressed by books like gita and uh, dharma granthas so which is not the scope of this room right now thank you thank you thank you so much Oh, Bindu ji, Hare Krishna. I have a question. Uh, pranam. Yes, Pranam. Uh, uh, sir, uh, I just realized. मतलब पता नहीं realization है या क्या है. It's like uh, when I am dreaming. So in a dream, I saw a car. Uh, I am in a car and going for a journey, and my brother is left behind, and I start crying for my mother. but uh, and uh, too much absorbed in that dream when when i wake up in the morning so i saw my mother is sleeping uh, side of me beside me so that time i realized ki <coughs> ki uh, everything is god in the in in uh, in sleep matlab uh, in the dream that car is me the mother who is left behind that is also me uh the one who is suffering or uh, fe- feeling anxiety that is also me so everything the dream come from it comes in me so uh, i i realize it's like everything is parmatma uh, uh everything including me parmatma ka matlab source is parmatma everything matlab usko achhuta kuch hai hi nahi matlab except parmatma there is nothing everywhere is वही है किसी भी फॉर्म में हो किसी भी उसमें हो मतलब असत्य है ही नहीं मतलब कुछ एवरीथिंग बस वही है एवरीथिंग इज ट्रांसजेंडल आइदर इट इज बॉडी मतलब मेरे को ऐसा लगता है कि बॉडी इज ऑल्सो ब्रह्म क्योंकि इनिशियल डेज में मैं ऐसे सोचती थी और मतलब ध्यान में बैठती थी तो कि आई एम नॉट द बॉडी और कई दिनों तक ये गेम भी चला मेरा कि आई एम नॉट द बॉडी आई एम अ स्प्रिट सोल और ऐसा ऐसा बट राइट नाउ आई एम रियलाइजिंग दैट आई एम दिस बॉडी टू इन अवेकनिंग स्टेज व्हेन आई एम रियलाइजिंग तो आई एम दिस बॉडी टू सेपरेटेड और नॉट बी सेपरेटेड बट एंड एवरीथिंग इज ट्रांसीडेंटल मतलब कुछ असत्य है ही नहीं मतलब ऐसा प्लीज इस पे थोड़ा सा लाइट डालिए me 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 in your statements i was the dream was me the car was me the mother was me it was me do you know what you are referring to me as me in that ah uh, yes parmatma self see we we tend to use terminologies or words without really knowing them just because some book or some teacher or some friend or somebody has told it 
we tend to use those terms as our words and experiences without really inquiring into it knowing the truth behind those statements so wo parmatma hai ye aapka your statement that it is parmatma and me when you look into the details of it there can be the confusion that how a limited me which has got birth death decay age or old age etc and everything and that one which is doesn't have a birth or death or nitya and everywhere it is there sarvatra hai we do how both can be the same if this aspect is not understood when we use terminologies we tend to do not get the right meaning or the matlab uska jo sachcha hai sach sach mein jo arth janna hai or the the crux of the thing will not be clear to us so the best way to know is that what you have said is i am saying it's not right but there are finer aspects of it which we need to study that how is that paramatma has become you or you feel that this paramatma is you and how does it justify the apparent contradictory definitions of both one is without birth and death and this eternal the me which you are saying is with birth and death and uh, you know decay and you know limitations of the body mind and one is a sarvatnya and here you know with a we all physical body with limited knowledge how are we saying that these are the same in what context or in what sense is this statement is being made that has to be understood for you to find the answer to your question because without knowing that the answer will be just you are repeating somebody else's statement or something which you have read somewhere i don't want you to get into a preconceived idea without it being experienced by us therefore to know that statement that i am paramatma or that me and paramatma are one and the same how do you arrive at or how do you feel that how do you experience that is more important uske bare mein thoda you give importance to that uh samajh gayi main uh ha i know i matlab which i is saying i know that is not true uh matlab it's like whenever i inquire who am i then i disappears इतना ही मतलब मुझे और क्या करना पड़ेगा सेल्फ सेल्फ को रियलाइज करने के लिए नीड टू रीड मोर उपनिषद्स और स्टडी और स्पिरिचुअल प्रैक्टिसेस ऐसा आई एम दिव्या राइट नाउ बट व्हेन आई ट्राई टू फाइंड आउट हु एम आई देन आई डिसअपेयर आई डिसअपेयर इन द सेंस द ड्रॉप्स Uh, uh, not saying it's 
also a sufferer drops once sufferer drops the pain is in the body is there but not suffering it's like that mujhe kya karna hoga aur self ko realize karne ke liye aapko to you have to tread the same path what you said is right uamai is one of the methods which is available for the spiritual path but when the eye drops does it become zero or something is there or if it is zero how can it be i i cannot be zero right and at the same time if something is there what is that or this enquiry will have to continue until you get a positive affirmation because you are always there so you cannot be zero or nothing but something but something is it is limited something unlimited something what is the specification what are the methodology which i we should know about is you this process of enquiry has to be done which whichever method you take either you take any any psychological method or a spiritual method to know the truth is the ultimate goal in the process and the truth when it is known how will i know that is the truth is that you will have no doubt because truth and doubt cannot stay together your your finding out will be that culmination where there are no more questions there are no more doubts you know for sure what it is and there is no doubt beyond it so doubt questions and ignorance all the three will not be there when you when you know it and only you will know it because you the doubt if it is coming in you outside somebody cannot make out whether you have a doubt or not but you will know it whether you have a doubt or not so the best way is proceed the same pattern of knowing who you are whichever method you want to take whether upanishad or whether ramanamarshi uh, method satyadat maharaj jay krishna murti muji or any any way any method which you want to take you can take which is appealing to you doesn't matter but the goal is to know who or what you are don't stop until you reach so the vivekananda's famous statement comes to my mind don't stop until you reach your destination that is his advice to all seekers so keep finding out what is that thing it cannot be zero but you said you know the i dropped nothing was there but nothing is not what you are find out that what it is uh, guru ji but one question i have sorry uh divya you you can yeah yeah i have one question but guru ji is that not jeevatma uh, and parmatma aikyam is what we are looking at like we are born as individuals and trying to do something but is that not the ultimate realization to be aligned with uh, parmatma so that jivatma and parmatma are aligned in whatever methods or whatever channels we look up to in in collaborating and you know being uh, in in alignment with 
the realization am i wrong in thinking that uh, as humans we are like supposed to do something and figure out things the way we want to figure out but the ultimate goal should be the ikem right the ultimate goal should be uh, part of the whole rather than being the one on our own i don't know what is your background shiva so depends upon what you have studied or what you have learned uh, i am i am a humble servant i am i am i am nobody i, I have not studied anything i am just being thank Yeah. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying that you know, Jivatma Paramatma Ikkim is what is the goal and all. When you say that, I I presume that you have done some some initial uh, you know approach towards spirituality, and that is why these questions are known to you or these statements are known to you. But what I'm saying that, that, that yeah, good, please. Yeah, what I'm saying is that. like every other stream of study the spiritual study also has a methodology and there are many paths in which one can approach that it is not which path you take is important but it should be such a path where your doubts are becoming lower and lower lesser and lesser ultimately you have no more doubt on what you are searching that is the time when you are reaching the destination so the jivatma paramatma ikya when you are making a statement then the questions can come do you know what is referred as a jivatma what is referred as a paramatma what is the ikyam the word there are three words now the three words have got their own you know pregnant meanings is as per the shastra so unless you have done enough inquiry into the words and the word meanings and their intended meaning may may mearing a statement like jivatma paramatma ikya is the goal is not going to take you to that stage of paramatma ikya for that you know it is a, in the in the examples which we normally use is that by knowing there's looking at a map and say this is delhi doesn't give you the experience of delhi you will know the where, where is delhi from your, your current location how much distance is there where how to go and all those things are but unless you take the travel you won't reach delhi and unless you reach delhi you can't experience what delhi is same way these methods which are there in the books and are all are indicators and paths but you need to travel the path to reach what is that the experience ultimately True. so i need Absolutely. you to, yeah i need you to give importance to the methods and the practices and i totally get it but it's the act of being a human being also right so you don't need to get it you don't need to really figure out where delhi is if you want to really support the ecosystem so the act of contribution let's say you support somebody who is a a fellow human right in the right form factor in the right way just by the narrative of supporting somebody else around you will also get you to parmatma it doesn't need to be 
a direct road to Delhi is what I think. You know, it's like being yourself and being supporting everybody else, as if you know the Paramatma would support them. I think that is the essence of our own belief system. This is my prerogative. Maybe right or wrong, I don't know. So I don't need to find the path to get to somewhere to attain the realistic way of you know being the best out of it. But if I can be myself and I can support you know, 10 people where I am and and figure out what is that they need and be part of their uh, ecosystem is something really important for me at least. I don't know if that's right or wrong, Guruji. I might be contemplating. I'm sorry yeah, if I. Have taken a right. different direction. My my advice to you will be that from the questions which you have been asking, from the approach you are looking at the you know issues, I will recommend you to keep Bhagavad Gita as a guiding factor for you for that, because most of these things are addressed by Sri Krishna when he addressed that to Arjuna, because it is a battlefield and life is a battle for all of us. and how to how to face a battle of life who else can teach us more vividly and clearly than krishna himself absolutely so i would recommend you i would recommend you to get into an in depth study of bhagavad gita which should answer more almost 80 90% of your questions no, no, no. but you will be also also will be prompted to ask further questions because Krishna also talks about the ultimate. Not only he talks about his karma yoga, karma sanyasa yoga, or etc. etc. He also talks about jnana yoga. So the moment you come to that, these questions which Vivarani was asking, who am I, and all, will crop up in the mind. So once you have completed that, you will go to the next stage, and that that way you will know how to progress in your path. Radhe Radhe, absolutely. Thank you. सर बस मेरे को एक एक और था मैं मैं समझ गई जो मतलब मेरा मतलब रियलाइजेशन शून्य वाला नहीं है इट्स लाइक सिक्स मंथ्स पहले शून्य वाला था बट अभी अभी नहीं है इट्स लाइक अभी रमन महर्षि का सेल्फ इंक्वायरी वाला पार्ट इज वर्किंग वेरी मतलब बहुत अच्छे से वो चल रहा है वेन सो बेसिकली whenever mind comes witnesses is coming whenever witnesses drop mind also drop oh sorry matlab dwait aata hai to fir witness aur mind mind aaya to i i witnesses ek standing aur aur jab mind drop to witnesses is also drop matlab itna pahuncha hai baki inquiry to wahi chali rahi hai jab tak mind puri tarah i guess drop nahi ho jata aur matlab abhi to main limited us matlab bol rahe ho wahi par raman maharishi ka self inquiry works matlab or aisa thank you yeah good i if it is working for you please continue to do that and definitely have faith in the uh, teachings of the master and follow what he has told you definitely you will be able to succeed in your inquiry uh thank you uh one one of my master is a bhakti margi devotee or whenever i question her she is a mata ji so 
उनका आंसर उतना मतलब रियलिटी के आसपास नहीं रहता है मैंने कई बार भक्ति मार्ग मतलब बचपन में बहुत किया था फॉलो अभी अभी आई एम ट्वेंटी सिक्स तो बिफोर ट्वेंटी टू तक मैंने बहुत भक्ति मार्ग फॉलो किया और अभी भी मेरा चैंटिंग वगैरह चलता है तो वेन एवर आई पुट अ क्वेश्चन टू हर तो उनका बिल्कुल ही भक्ति मार्ग ये की नजर से भी मैं देखने की कोशिश करती हूँ कि ये कहाँ से खड़े होके बोल रहे हो किस जगह से खड़े होके बोल रहे हैं तो वो भी मुझे बहुत दूर दूर तक नजर आता है तो मुझे उनकी बातों को कितना सीरियसली लेना है या फिर अपनी उनको तो मुझे रिपोर्ट करना ही होता है डेली की इतनी चैंटिंग हो गई और ऐसा ऐसा तो उनकी बातों को कितना मतलब सीरियसली लेना है और या अपनी सेल्फ इंक्वायरी वर्क्स बहुत से पाथ फॉलो करिए तभी सेल्फ इंक्वायरी वर्क्स ऐसा तो ये माता जी को की बातों को सीरियसली ले लेना है या उनको भी सीरियसली लेना है the only tool which we all have been given by god is our mind and our mind is the most helpful at the same time most notorious <clears throat> just as we need salt sweet hot sour and different type of taste for our food to be tasty all ingredients in the spiritual path help us in some way or the other but just eating sweet alone will not may take you there just eating bland food also will not be take take you there so if there is an advice you practice it as much as you think it is necessary because ultimately the satisfaction is in your mind okay it is not that somebody is telling you to do it and you are bound by that then you are a, becoming a slave for it but at the same time if you say if is an advice the person who advises also will know how much is the advice required for you to what end to what length if the person is saying that you to do it it is to monitor certain behavior or certain improvements as an individual from others so you have to decide as to what is the level of satisfaction you ultimately all of us are searching for happiness in our life that happiness whether it is come from you know self inquiry or devotion or you know logic or yoga any method you say that based not the important part of it but how much you are steadfast in the path is more important so follow that if it is you think it is required you can follow it but if you think it is not helpful or you are not happy with it you have to drop it because what makes you unhappy should not be followed down because ultimately the path is that that the progress can be measured only by you no guru or no teacher can measure your progress unless your questions and answers become subtler and subtler and subtler then that one that one who is you know he listening to the questions will know how far you have advanced in your path or how much you have been able to understand the finer aspects of reality so it you have to choose make the choice but i'm saying that nothing is forbidden or barred in this path everything will help to some extent 
But Guruji, how can you use your own mind? ऑब्जेक्टिवेट your son or your child is doing something you are getting angry at it but at the same time you know it's a child you are triggered your anger is triggered in your mind at the same time you know it's a child so you know the limit up to which you can throw your anger where did the anger rise where did the anger get controlled and how it is get controlled this didn't all these things happen in your mind alone yeah because we kind of set the parameters for it yeah so the mind has the potency to self correct itself uh, that's where my conflict is you know in in last uh, 40 years of my life you know that's where the conflict is right uh, i'll give you a different example i'll set an alarm at you know 5 o'clock in the morning that i have to wake up which is similar to what you gave it as an example right so with my mind i'm setting an alarm that i have to wake up at 5 in the morning to whatever chores or rituals i have to do right but when 5 o'clock happens in the morning that my mind is literally you know overtaken by my consciousness that that means i'm like you know i want to consciously wake up but my mind is subdued so to speak so there's a conflict between my own intelligence and my own mind i might have set up the alarm but my mind is taking over you know at that point of time and i snooze the alarm and i go to bed so my question is like how do you use your own mind and how do you use your own intelligence to control your mind you know and and there's always this conflict between intelligence and mind what do we do at that point of time exactly you have you go you have got the answer in your in your statement <clears throat> if you want to get up at 5 o'clock it is not that as intelligently you keep the alarm and go to sleep but before going to sleep you should also know that you have to get up at 5 o'clock so i should be having enough sleep before i wake up so that i am not forced to go back to sleep so that sleep what is required can come only if i go to sleep at this this time and i should not be doing anything which 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 i'll be lying down without sleeping so that when i wake up i am not i am not still not feeling groggy to wake up so that is where the intelligence will come in help you said okay i have to get up at 5 o'clock so i need about at least 7 hours of sleep means i have to sleep before uh, 10 o'clock and or 10 or 11 o'clock i go that and before then on 11 o'clock i should not be physically tired so that you know my body is still wanting rest and all so all these choices of preparing is done by the intellect so that the mind is not groggy or desiring to wanting to go to sleep at 5 o'clock and because it has completed the requirement of the sleep so that is where the intellect intellect will help you to adjust your activity so that you just wake up it is just like then if you want to travel somewhere you have to purchase a ticket that purchasing the ticket is an intellectual activity before reaching the destination 
so same way waking up 5 o'clock is possible provided you do the previous requirements of the previous night and the sleep requirement so to so i actually broke it down in my life right into three things right so there's one ichcha shakti where i have the wish that i want to get up at 5 o'clock and there's before ichcha after have the knowledge of it right that i want to get up at 5 o'clock because of certain reasons so there's gana shakti so for me between the ichcha shakti and gana shakti what was more important was the kriya shakti the, the action of setting up the alarm and actually getting at getting up at 5 o'clock so i think we are blessed with the combination of all these three things or thought process or kriyas where you can't have a want without having the knowledge and having the knowledge is so also important to have the action right just by willfully thinking that something will happen will not even actually happen but you have to convert that into action so i think um, for us we are so blessed with the intellectual capacity of the you know not just upanishads and the way we way of living of what we understood from our parents and grandparents is that all these three have to come into perspective at the right time and uh, if they can and if they can deliver on their promise you can probably be a better person you know that's what i understood but thank you so much for uh, on the chandogya upanishad and one of my best uh, upanishads which i read was the mandakya upanishad which is really really beautiful in terms of subtlety and going through those stages of life you know when you are sleep state or you know a deeper sleep state but i think that was beautiful thank you so much mm, thank you we have completed mantukya before this and uh, all all my talks in the clubhouse and other places where i teach is there in the youtube the link is there in my profile It's a shortened link. You can go through that. I'm surely a big follower of your Noya. Absolutely. Yeah, Amitabh ji, this was the most practical Upanishad uh, you take us uh, taken us through. Uh, that one thing you said was the mano, mano that upasita. You had to space on the space you had to contemplate. uh the space contemplation uh, really is an interesting method given because mind is always trying to focus on an object when you give space to contemplate it cannot comprehend and it gives up <laughs> and what remains is prior to the mind the state prior to the mind it's a beautiful technique given in the upanishad uh, and uh, you know beyond which Uh, it is nicely smara it is giving a smara of uh, brahman brahman that it is beautifully laying out a link right there uh, so so nicely in articulated you really took us through this journey uh, today was uh, and and your patience to answer a lot of the questions shows up uh, thank you thank you for uh, you know taking us through this journey bindoji thank you good evening amit ji it's only my request you that before uh, next wednesday you catch up with this replay because uh, bindo ji is taking us to the further transcendental aspects of the things today itself i have not been able to come down uh, 
from that state uh, though i am eating a lot of spicy things in order to make myself feel the reality so wonderful was the journey today and uh, i just suggest you to go further and i may catch up with the link i mean catch up with the replay on before next wednesday it's just a thought i just wanted to share certainly it was very beautifully articulated and uh, it was uh, one of the best things i ever heard amanj thank you for that yeah certainly i'll catch up before wednesday yeah Krishi Bindoji has left a marker already. He, everything needs to be known. <laughs> you know, before he closed the talk, I think he put a trap already for the next session. Yeah, yeah, because you know, it was fantastic. I also like the simplicity, the way he articulated the whole thing. I think Bindoji, I think you have this. You've got this. unique knack of putting things in perspective that's what i love uh, no the clarity with which he spoke and uh, the step by step analysis that he took us through and uh, i'm still feeling that i'm in the state of akasha and uh, just coming down from the uh, existence of the self uh, absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I, I i'm sorry i missed the mandoke thing i'll probably go back and listen to the replays but i wish i was part of it earlier absolutely namaste bindu ji very nice session so yeah of course <laughs> i was anticipating this uh, since like last couple of classes so thank you very much i think ganesh ji expressed it very nicely so i think yeah, always uh, today unfortunately i was also missed some parts because i also had a uh, office meeting very late so yeah but uh, yeah beautiful i'll also again go through the replay but yeah beautiful part of the upanishad and, and like people said i think the way you treat the subject is is the best way and i love it thanks thanks for that bindu ji one one follow up question here this mind when you give the contemplation of space this is where you know it reaches the limit because it, it, that can't be conceived and you are forced you are forcing the mind to give up and that's it that i think that you are sort of burying the mind right there in vigyana bhairava tantra one of the technique one of the technique she was taught was again this put a circle a dart first then make a big circle focus on it make another big circle much bigger it it goes on to a point mind simply gives up because the bigger is the circle it cannot sim- simply hold it it cannot hold it it's it sort of dissipates you know this is uh, how i see it binoji it it gives up Yes, all these techniques, Jnana Bhairava Tantra, and even the Zen Buddhist methods of count and things like that are all are stunning the mind. The stunning the mind takes you to a state 
which is we can say is what is called the niruddha samadhi garvikalpa samadhi but what happens is that at that level we get into a frozen state but the knowledge of that state eludes us all the time that is exactly what's happening in our deep sleep every deep sleep we are one with the truth where the individuality is lost mind is lost body is lost name lost sex lost space lost time lost everything is lost but we are not able to grasp to the that consciousness awareness of the existence in the deep sleep these niruddha samadhi nirvikalpa samadhi and are all similar to that where you stun the mind the mind is has become non apprehensive or non you know cognizance present happening in that mind that state but what is not further given by those techniques are there is that state where you are embodiment of knowledge or embodiment of being the knowing and being encapsulated into one state or one experience that how to experience it or how to be one with it in that awareness is not mentioned in any of those tantras the upanishad is the only one which is taking you further from a numb mind to a superactive mind or a stateless mindless stateless mind which gives you an experience of totality freedom and release from all sorts of conditions which we otherwise impose upon ourselves at the same time we are grounded to the reality that what is that experience in relation with my experience of my waking and dream and deep sleep will become clear only through the upanishadic steps because in all these tantras and methodology uh, they do not give the relationship between what is that experience and how is it related to my waking dream and deep sleep because unless they come and help us for our waking dream and deep sleep knowing such a state exists is not a helpful state for me or an answer for me so that is where the uniqueness and the you know the utility of humanishad which stands out totally different from all these methodologies that's why when the upanishad says nanya panda vidyade ayana there is no other method other than this is with the firm conviction that you are not taken to the edge of the cliff 
and then you are not pushed over you are shown from the edge of the cliff what is the relationship with that fat, the depth of the abyss and yourself and you are not pushed into the abyss you are made to aware that what is the relationship when you are in the edge of the abyss at the same time you see the cliff you see the abyss you know a total picture of the whole whole earth from that in a tip of himalaya type of a thing it is i mean i'm using a simile or an example for that but it's nothing like that but because there is no other words with which i can explain not only that you are devoid of your individuality but at the same time that knowledge takes you what is till now you thought as individuality really is this aspect is only told in the upanishad ஈக்குவல் <laughs> the state of uh, the mind which we would aspire to get in our dhyana or uh, i might be mistaken but, but the uh, could it be anyway near to uh, the smara state or the akasha state it will be more like the smara state smara state marasted okay okay fine so the the conscious deep sleep unlike we have the normal deep sleep the conscious deep sleep could be called smarano you can you can call that you can you can call that okay okay thank you rinduji thank you namaste binduji i think we all are so grateful that and one uh, thing about what he said is you know burying of mind i think whatever you bury is trying to spring up so rather you burn it with the tapas that's how your mind gets into control because once it's burnt nothing is going to grow out of it so i don't know but uh, i think uh, one of the tantra mentions it that how do you do that but as 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 you have put it rightly binduji that you know upanishads are the right way to go a notch beyond what tantras teach you thank you for that uh, namaste binduji so this uh, asha thing i normally call it as objective that objective is inherent in uh, in any experience right i mean whatever we are kind of experiencing is ultimately because of objective uh, it actually is equivalent to this asha that uh, you are expounding right in the in middle of the conversation that every atom has a objective like that, yeah no 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 that is atom is getting a reflected light of that asha in the object but the brilliance or that the 
the absoluteness, the transcendental nature of Asha is much, much more than what it is. Because it is present in the every, every, you know, creation has the cause in it like that. We explain that so that people understand that the tendency to expand in space and perpetuate in time is hidden in every atom. That is what is called the Asha, what we are talking about. But that is only like the, one of the sun rays coming through a peep hole in the, you know, crack on the roof or something like that. We can say that. But that doesn't come anywhere close to the brilliance of the sun. Yeah, I'm just trying to equate to my concepts typically. Uh, somehow intuitively I feel that uh, the, the objective that we have, uh, you know, which of course uh, every day we have objectives, but the master objective of how the reality seems to function and keeps continuing, that seems to be related to this. Uh, maybe I'll discuss with you separately. On. And the second concept was that uh, the knowledge, whatever the knowledge is heard is the reality. Then nothing other than knowledge. I think somewhere you made that statement. And uh, I think that also is something that I hold very dearly. So I just wanted to check with you on that. Yeah, the knowledge and the truth aspect I have not completed. I started it and I realized I won't be able to complete it today. So I'll be taking it on Wednesday. Okay. Now this this uh, Vinodji's statement arises one more question: Is that knowledge? Uh, isn't it a knowledge useless and, and unless you are been able to put it uh, have a practical implication, uh, practical use of it? Because everybody has knowledge, you know. Everybody knows. Uh, no, no, no. no. What's... Here the knowledge is that whatever you see, including your body, including the content of the mind, including whatever the, the whole content is actually the nature of knowledge. So, not just what we think and store as knowledge. That is just a subset of knowledge. Okay, okay. okay. Thanks. So, uh, Bindoji, another theme is that uh, the, the, the power is actually far more, you know, meaning like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a brilliance of thousands and sets, you know. And then keeps on reducing as it manifests more and more. That is another concept. Uh, and I think even that also will be found in the same Upanishads, but I'm just waiting for it. Uh, this is totally in opposite to, for example, evolution and all, where the bigger and bigger complexity things are happening slowly over the time. Uh, whereas here we say that uh, uh, actually the power is very high, but to experience it slowly, in a certain way, so the more and more limitations are put on it. So it's like basically taming the nuclear energy kind of thing. So, uh, so that like you know everything is then pursued in a slow manner and so on. So that is another concept that I hold basically these days. The exam, all examples have got its own limitation. So, what this 
transcendental meditation aspect of not that the tm of maheshwari but this transcendental area in which meditations have become no more meditation but it has become a more of a being is what santokya is talking about because up to the akasha level you can meditate upon beyond the akasha level the meditation doesn't really work because because there is no subject object for meditation meditation always calls for subject and object the object of meditation and when it becomes that aspiration or the self awareness or self consciousness mara what is becoming how can it have it meditate upon something else because there is nothing other than that at that stage and the finer aspects become transcendent really beyond the borderline of you know creation into the before creation whatever may be the state that is what it is all about so exact examples if it is being told by thousand sons and then coming to and then we trying to make a relationship between from the atom to the you know evolution involution all those things are not really the way in which one should try to merge science and philosophy ruji on the smara there is one verse from ishavas upanishad just an amatoblet just come up now that i'll read it to you vayuranila mamrutamathedam basmantagam shariram om krutosmara krutagam smara krutosmara krutagam smara that means this this whole body is made of vayuranila amrutamathedam basmantagam it can it is a perishable just krutosmara krutagam smara is that mean you know simply stay in awareness you know just this whole um, doing uh, simply come and go but simply be in the awareness is that the smara is um, referred as an awareness here yeah that is more like from a what is called mem- memory part of it not from the aspiration of the being to become me these are two are different things okay bindoji i am also stumbled upon the same word smara uh, in one of the kirtanas uh, it is uh, of course a kirtana devo- uh, with long devotional one uh, but there uh, it begins with स्मरहर गौरीश विभो पाहि पुरहर जय प्रभो दट इज द वे इट इज प्रेजेंटेड देयर देयर इफ स्मरा इज टेकन एज एन एडजेक्टिव टू हरा आई फील इट कम्स वेरी नियर टू टूडेज युअर डिस्कर्स एम आई राइट इन दैट स्मरहर is the state the uh, ishwara state gauri shiva pahi purahara that what do you mean by that purahara bindu bindu ji i feel it ganesh ji um, smarahara and purahara smara also means uh, kama lust and manmatha um, smarahara and purahara are both uh, 
you know, names of Shiva. Maharaj is just remember. So, Purahara and Tripura Dahana Bharatala. Tripura Dahana and all those things yeah. come. Yeah. But if you consider Smara as an adjective uh, mm-hmm. with reference to today's discourse, he is not simply Hara. Hara is in the state of Smara. If that could be attributed, I do not know. I just wanted no, Smara Hara is uh, used quite widely in uh, Kirtanas as a, yeah. a, a name of Shiva. Like even in uh, uh, Ravana's uh, um, Shivatandava Sotra. Smarantakam, Purantakam, and the, uh, you know, is ref- Shiva is referred to as Smarantaka, Purantaka, the end, uh, the terminator of Smara. In that case, in that context, Smara, because in uh, Sanskrit, Smara is also used for uh, uh, Kama or Manmatha, that thing that grasps your mind and makes okay, you okay. covet things. So Shiva is the terminator of that thing. So Smarahara, Purahara, when those are used, they are used as names for Shiva. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, there Smara could be... Pura andra deha antha artha ide. Pura andra manasu atva smriti antha artha ide. ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟಿಕ್ಟ್ರೆಚ್ಡ್ಔಟ್ beyond our imagination certain times when we listen to discourses like this mm-hmm. i just thought of smarahara who can take uh, beyond that state that was discussed today smara yeah uh, beyond that state uh, uh, i think after smara asha would be the next state uh, that's mm-hmm. what bindoji was telling mm-hmm. so brilliant i felt like that See, all these things are coming from the word root uh, smri. Smri, smara, smriti, smaranam. Then even you have the other nama smarana, anyopai, mahirakshamo. There is a, there is a kirtana in that name. All these places where the smara, smara is used for activity of the mind either to indulge remember or you know get attached to but the smara which tandogya is talking about is from historical level where the upanishad wants us to think beyond the existence of the self existence that is that akasha next is coming with self existence as the smara and then you are going to asha and uh, satyam and uh, you know all the vitnyanam and all those things it goes further into later stages so there that it is the final node of 
awareness of being oneself self existence and self awareness is what is used by the words marada not as memory attachment or you know remembrance etc bindu ji the words pura now that also is similar or no smara i said this right what would be the dhatu meaning for spurana spura dhatu that the spura is to shine that is different pura is body again so spura word that the moment sir is added it becomes shining and shining or shining whereas it purahara if you are saying purahara means the one who kills the boy you know this body or one who destroys the the individuality ego that meaning will come yeah i think the shine part because some place i remember reading the chit aspect is referred to sometimes as pura spurana or something like that in the satchit yeah the gnana aspect or something that is to show that the consciousness enlightens the object to show to explain that it is the is the shine the shining nature of the awareness is why with which we come to know the existence of the objects so can we say that in that esoteric level the smara spura all these things are pointing to the same thing or there is no difference right at esoteric level. level you can't take these these references there because it's not transactional anymore because it's all transcendental words which have to be understood in the upanishad meaning only okay thank you bindu ji Okay, with you all your permission, I'll take leave. See you on Wednesday. We'll continue the transcendental journey on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you, Bindu. Thank you, Bindu. Thank you, Bindu. Very, very, we are very, very eagerly waiting for knowing the. I mean, to listen to that the uh, oneness of Satya and Satya and knowledge, truth and knowledge. We are very, very eager to listen to that.